Hello, this is Laura Camacho from Mixonian Institute. This is the Speak Up podcast where you learn the things you need to know in order to leap forward professionally. This is episode number 27, three steps to protect your precious energy from negative people. Whenever I teach Brainiacs my tools for higher performance, which is basically what I do for a living, I get asked the same question. How do I deal with negative people in my life so they don't bring me down? To be a high performer, you must protect your precious energy for the valuable life force that it is. It's tough, but you can actually build a force field around you where it's like you're Teflon coated and not so susceptible to negative Nathaniels. Speaker Jim Rohn and many other thought leaders often say we are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. Something to think about, right? The idea of being careful about the company you keep is nothing new. Similar advice is found in ancient writings in most cultures. What they what nobody really spells out, however, is how to drop negative people from your life without feeling like a jerk or how not to let them bring you down. Well, here's some extremely helpful advice from the legendary Tony Robbins. He says, if your happiness requires other people to behave in in a way you want them to behave, then what are the chances that you're going to stay happy in your life? Hashtag megatruth. So you wanna protect your precious energy from the negative people. Step one. You must swallow that bitter reality pill that you cannot control other people. Controlling someone is not to love them. Sometimes we feel compelled to help our negative colleagues see things in a more positive light, which is great if that's what they want to do, or if you're a therapist, you can help everyone in your practice. The rest of us do not need to spend our life force bucking up people who are attached to negative behaviors or thought patterns. Unless you're a psychologist, your support may be encouraging them or actually enabling them to stick with what's comfortable rather than what's actually in their best interest, which would be change. I dropped such a friend many years ago. She was always feeling down. She disliked her husband. She had no job. She wasn't looking for one. She wasn't doing much of anything. She was a prime example of the card-carrying member of what Zig Ziglar used to call the Ain't It Awful Club. After talking to her, I always felt drained. So I stopped taking her calls and returning them. Did I feel guilty? For a little bit, for a few weeks, but I always remember my favorite light bulb story. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? The light bulb can't change unless it wants to change. And that's true for all of us. Teachers show up when we're really ready to learn something. And as any professional educator can attest, teaching people who really don't want to learn is pretty much a waste of time. So step two, deal with the stress. Don't wait for things to get better. Don't try to eat your troubles away. That's not going to work. Things will get better when you do. So use your tools to manage your energy. These tools are things like get more sleep, silence, meditate, pray, exercise, even if it's just walking, eat an apple. You know these things, but remember to implement them. Tiny turtle steps make an elephant of difference. When your mind starts swirling about the negativity, take action in that moment. Leave the room, take a walk, put on your headphones, go to the bathroom and power pose or make a gratitude list. Don't just sit there. 
Develop a conversation exit strategy. Have an action plan for when someone starts their whining. Uh, you can even, you know, practice by writing it out what you're going to do when depressing Dana starts on that path again. Because for some people, just going down the whining path is just a habit they have. And you're not going to change that probably. So step three, feed your appreciation, not your expectation. So what does that mean? It means switch your focus from your high expectations and think about what can you appreciate in this moment? What are you grateful for? To whom can you whip out a quick email of appreciation, send a card, text, or surprise someone with a phone call? Interrupt the pattern of negative feelings with a proactive appreciation for life, for the internet, for your mother, Nespresso, Taylor Swift, palm trees, or pink flamingos. Break the circuit of negative thoughts. If you're not sure how to do that, experiment. For you organized types, you can even make a list of things to do when energy starts downward, and I have done that. Examples, you could go outside, see if you don't feel better, uh, make a list of three things that you're grateful for, drink tea, write a thank you note, leave the office and come back 15 minutes later, or just ask yourself, what can I do to feel better right now? Disappointments are inevitable. You can't savor the victory if you haven't felt the bitter taste of failure. So check that box of yuck and move on. Plant the idea seed that you can be a better caretaker of your positive energy. You can so manage your inner energy level. Like everything, it takes practice. So that's it for today's podcast. I hope you go out and protect your precious energy from negative people. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.